Assurance of Pardon is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the most advanced Bible study tool for both ministers and laypeople. Available on iOS and Android for phones and tablets, as well as on your Windows or Mac computer or laptop. Get the most of your time in the scriptures with Logos Bible Software. For more information and 15% off your next Logos package plus five free ebooks, visit assuranceofpardon.com slash logos. Now on with the show. Welcome to Assurance of Pardon, a podcast about the gospel, the Bible, the church, what it all means and why it all matters. I'm Scott Davis, pastor of Hope Presbyterian Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm Gage Jordan, assistant pastor of youth and families at First Presbyterian Dyersburg in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Gage, we have a uh, something of a, a teaser episode today. Uh, we have finished up our series on ecclesiology, and we are about to drop season five. Is that right? Season, season five. five. That's season it. Season five. And so uh, uh, everybody has been wondering, what are we going to talk about next? And we are going to talk about Jesus in the Old Testament. And so we wanted to take a few minutes today and just unpack uh, why we think Jesus is in the Old Testament, how, how we how we make that case, and how we um, and just how we read the Bible in general. But speaking of reading the Bible in general, uh, Assurance of Pardon is sponsored by Logos Bible Software. If you are interested in taking your Bible reading to the next level, uh, visit assuranceofpardon.com/logos for special offers on Logos Bible Software. Uh, five free eBooks and a discount on everything you buy. That's at assuranceofpardon.com slash logos. Gage, why is Jesus in the Old Testament? How, I thought Jesus makes his appearance at Bethlehem in the book of Luke. Why would you say he's in the Old Testament? So I think there's a couple of big things we should consider when reading your Bible, uh, especially from a Reformed perspective. If you're new to Reformed theology, as a lot of our listeners are, uh, one big uh, reason that we see it this way is because our belief in covenant theology, right? That that God has always interacted with his people in in covenants or uh, in, in these um, agreements between two parties, him and his people. And you see that in various different ways. Um, but really the beauty of covenant theology that differs uh, us from um, other traditions like dispensationalism, which typically is a, a Baptist or a, a non-denominational or a charismatic um, perspective, is we see the Bible as one story. God is doing one thing over redemptive history the entire time. The, the story doesn't change. Um, salvation is it different for Old Testament saints than it is from New Testament saints. Uh, the book of Romans handles this really, really well to show you that Abraham had the same faith that we did, that uh, Israel stumbles over Jesus uh, because they thought salvation was going to come a, a different way, but it comes always by grace through faith. Uh, and so understanding that, that Jesus is in the Old Testament helps you understand um, really that the story has always been about Jesus, that Jesus has always been at work. Calvin talks about it in this way. It's almost as if the son was in some way hiding behind the father in the old Testament, moving and, 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 and at work and then reveals himself in the new Testament. Um, and so uh, that's what we believe. That's the first thing is because we're as reformed people, we're going to read um, it covenantally, right? That's the, the first big deal. The other thing is um, even if, if we weren't looking at it from a reform perspective, you could make the argument that um, 
we get this from the apostles, right? That the church, as Ephesians uh, tells us, is built on the foundation of the teachings of the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. So you see in that moment that Paul even is drawing together Old Testament prophets, New Testament apostles, one story, this foundation of this church where Jesus is the central piece of everything, and you see how that works itself out in the fact that the apostles in the writings, whether it's Matthew, whether it's Mark, whether it's Paul, whether it's James, whether it's Peter, they're constantly pulling from the Old Testament, quoting the Old Testament, bringing in Old Testament passages to make their argument that everything is about Jesus. And, and so because of the, those two realities, um, we think that the whole Bible is about Jesus, and that includes the Old Testament. Yeah, what one of the uh, this uh, today as we sort of give folks a, a little bit of a teaser in uh, in how we are why we believe we want to read the, the the Old Testament in a Christocentric way in a Christ centered way. Um, our, our favorite text to look at to help people uh, sort of whet their appetite on that is Luke chapter 24. Let me uh, talk about that a little bit for our listeners. In, in Luke 24, this is the famous road to Emmaus passage. Jesus has been risen from the grave, and he appears uh, on the road to Emmaus as two of his disciples. One is named Cleopas. It doesn't tell us the name of the other one. Maybe some, some scholars believe maybe it's Cleopas's wife, but these two Scott, these two disciples, followers of Jesus are walking on the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And Jesus walks up and it says their eyes are kept from recognizing him. So they are uh, unable to realize that the person walking that walks up alongside them is Jesus and he asks them, what are you talking about? And they say, what do you mean? What are we talking about? Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was mighty, um, a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Besides this, it is now the third day since these, hap- these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning. And when they did not find his body, they came back saying, Saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Um, some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So that's their, that's their thing. They, they are walking. Uh, the text says they were sad. Uh, and Jesus says, what are you talking about? They're like, what do you mean? What are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus. What happened to him? Are you ha- how are you the only, are you the only person who hasn't heard about what's happened? And then, but Jesus responds, and this is, this is the key uh, in verse 25. This is Luke 24, starting in verse 25. It says, and he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, right? The, the prophets, right? The Old Testament. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And here's, here's the key verse, verse 27. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. When we say Moses and all the prophets, that's the law and the prophets, right? Moses wrote the law. So Moses wrote Genesis. So beginning with Genesis and all the prophets. Well, to say the law and the prophets, to say Moses and the prophets is a way to say the whole Bible. 
And, and so beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So that's, that's Christ's claim about the old Testament is that it's all from Moses through the prophets. It's all about himself. Uh, And then, and then later those disciples said to one another, did our hearts not burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? that they were ministered to greatly in their sadness, in their confusion, when this stranger, this man who they didn't even know at the time who he was, Mm -hmm. he was showing them Jesus in the old Testament, helping them see that it caused their hearts to burn within them. So we, we believe this is not just an intellectual exercise of, Hey, we want to show you something clever here in the text. No, we believe this has this, actually ministers comfort to weary people for them to read the old testament with christ at the center it breathes new life into it it helps you understand it well for the first time and so we we contend if you're reading the old testament and not asking yourself as you move through it how is this about jesus how is this about jesus how is this about jesus then you're going to make it about something else and it's not, you're not going to make it better. And so we, we read our Bible backwards. We let Jesus and the apostles tell us how to read the old Testament. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way of putting that. I think, I think also you can just look at the reality of um, in the gospels, Jesus is constantly telling you the father sent me. I've come to do the will of the father. I, um, this is all about, what we're doing. So it, even in that moment, you, you can kind of infer then that everything that was promised in the old Testament concerning the Messiah finds its fulfillment in Jesus. Therefore the old Testament is about Jesus. Right. And so I think that's super helpful because, you know, for a long time when I, I know personally when I was reading um, the old Testament growing up, I would read the old Testament and you would read, uh, I don't know, David and Goliath. And if you're going to uh, not read that with Jesus at the center, you're going to have to think through, you know, is the Lord calling me to face the giants in my life? Right. We, and we, and we've had an episode on that and, and explain why that's not a helpful hermeneutic and helpful way to, to interpret and study your Bible or, but really even in that you'll, you'll read the Psalms and be confused because poetry is sometimes hard and, and, and some of the, the imprecatory prayers can be, <laughs> be hard to swallow because <laughs> David sometimes is praying some serious things. But when you think about it from the standpoint that like, these are the songs and the prayers of God's people. And these are things about Jesus. Now you can see Jesus as the King who is coming to defeat both his and our enemies as, as the confession tells us. Right. So now you can read the, read the Psalm and you can go, Oh, Jesus is doing that to my enemies. Well, who are my enemies? Well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. So sin, death, hell, Satan, and the grave. Well, he defeated uh, all those enemies. So now I can read that Psalm and realize that Jesus, even then was praying for me uh, and about what he was going to do. Or, you know, you'll read the minor prophets and the minor prophets are sometimes hard to understand. But uh, as we just got through studying Jonah together, uh, when you came and and you were the, the guest speaker for the retreat last weekend, Scott, um, there are aspects about Jonah that 
it's obvious Jonah's not the hero. He he is a whiny brat through all four chapters of, of the the letter. But there are parts of that story that point to Jesus. Even Jesus himself tells you that That's the right. sign of Jonah, Jonah spending three three days in the belly of the fish, points towards the resurrection and where Christ spent three days uh, in the grave and then rose from the from the dead. And so there are all sorts of ways that we're going to get into this series about how we see uh, Christ in the Old Testament uh, will we'll help you uh, see it in, in every section of the Old Testament, help you kind of be able to read your Bible. And our goal at the end uh, of the series is that you should be able to take this and take your Bible and in your Bible study, are, we hope you get the same reaction um, that the guys of the road to Emmaus had with Jesus. You'll have through, through this study that your hearts are burned because you'll realize like, Hey, Genesis is about Jesus and numbers is about Jesus and the genealogies and the begats that I don't quite understand are actually about Jesus and the minor prophet parts of Amos and Obadiah and Zephaniah and all the, all the, the areas I don't get are about Jesus. And as sad as Lamentations is, it's actually about Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and as confusing as Proverbs can be sometimes uh, wisdom finds its fulfillment in Jesus. And so we're, we're hoping to be able to take, take you to the the journey um, and help you uh, read your Bible better uh, this this season. Yeah, we're 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 super excited. I'll I'll uh, as we finish up t- today, I'll 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 leave you with one more one more uh, place of, of Jesus making the claim that the Old Testament is about Himself. In John chapter five, he he tells the Pharisees, "You search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and is and it is they." that bear witness about me yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life right we 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 so often we do that we mine the old testament thinking that we're going to get these important life principles to 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 tweak our life and live better and and in in doing so we we miss no the old testament is telling me about who jesus is and jesus is being like Dude, you are looking at these scriptures and you're missing what they're about. You're missing that they're about me. You want to find life in the Old Testament? You want to find life in the, because when Jesus says the scriptures, I mean, in his day, he means the Old Testament. You want to find life in the Old Testament? Then recognize that I'm the center of it. Then you'll find life. Yeah. Um, Last thought I think I would add uh, before we wrap up is, um, you know, yesterday I had the opportunity to preach at our church plant in Jonesboro, and we looked at Romans chapter 9, 30 through 10, 13. And, and, and if the listeners go and read through the passage, what you find there is Paul is answering an objection of how is it possible that the Gentiles found righteousness when they weren't looking for it? Well, it's because God's mercy of election, which is what he had talked about at the beginning of chapter nine. But how is it then that the Israelites who had all the things stumbled over Jesus? Well, it's because they misunderstood justification. And I think if you don't understand that the Old Testament is about Jesus and and that the whole Bible is about Jesus and that the goal is, is uh, grace alone through faith alone and Christ alone to the glory of God alone, you'll misunderstand justification. And as the reformer said, this is the article on which the church rises or falls. Meaning 
if you don't understand that the only way that you can be right before God is by resting on what Jesus has done, you will try to make yourself right by anything else. And even your Bible reading will lead you to think you need to try to be right by any other means. And you'll do the same thing the Israelites did in Romans nine. You'll stumble over the big rock in the room called Jesus. Mm, amen. Amen. Yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited about this, this season. And uh, we are going to be, uh, we're going, it's not going to be uh, exhaustive. We're not going to, uh, we, we are not going to be able to unpack every single text in the old Testament that, that, that no, no way, no, no podcast could do that. But uh, uh, we think it's going to be hopefully through the as we as we go through this for several weeks, it'll give you an an, an, uh, an ability to land anywhere in the Old Testament and ask the right questions of the text so that you can see how it is about Jesus. Um, and 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 that will turn even the Old Testament into a gospel of sorts. Absolutely. And you may be thinking as you're listening to this episode that like everything like every part of the Old Testament is about Jesus. Is that a, an oversimplification? Uh, we'd love to hear your questions. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, if you have specific questions about specific passages in the Old Testament you want us to kind of wrestle with and, and show you how we think those things point to Jesus, uh, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, you can always email us at contact at assuranceofpardon.com and visit our website. Um, so we would love to hear from you and, and interact with you on any of those platforms. Uh, we would always also invite you uh, during this time to, to cross um, reference what we're talking about with some other great episodes uh, in our uh, partners, the Society of Reformed Podcasters. There's a, a whole slew of great content um, going on there. You can look that up at reformpodcast.com or find the RSS feed wherever you listen to podcasts and just look for the Society of Reformed Podcasters and use what we're doing uh, to cross-reference with some of the systematic work and some of the practical theology that those guys are offering. And I think that'll really... Uh, um, help take uh, your your study of God's Word and your understanding uh, of the Reformed faith to the next level. And so until next time, this is Assurance of Pardon. God bless.